You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. We're getting ready to finish the book of Philippians. We're on chapter four, uh, and it's just been a great book. It's a, it's a favorite book of mine, uh, and it just brings and gives you so much enthusiasm for the Word of God and for the love that God has for us. Us older folks uh, don't... Uh, I never thought something like this would happen, but there's now a word called app. An app. An app is just a short way of saying application. An app, it just refers to a small computer program installed in an electronic handheld device, usually, that allows them to perform specific functions that in the past were not normally associated with them. You know, iPhones, tablets, televisions. I mean, everything now uses an app. Uh, all have various apps in them. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if we could get different apps for different situations in life? You know, wow, that would be so awesome. But let me tell you, we do. We do have apps for different things in life. And they are found in the Bible. And so today I want you to open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4 and notice some of the apps that Philippians, that the Apostle Paul, writing to the Philippian church, uh, gives them so that they can have a, a more just enjoyable life uh, in the kingdom of God. And so we have the app number one, you know, joy in the Lord. You know, the Apostle Paul, when he says uh, uh, joy, uh, he's not talking about something that is, you know, an occasional thing. Uh, he's not talking about that pump your fist type of joy, you know, yay, I hit a home run or whatever. You know, and uh, he's not talking about, I'm really enjoying the moment right now. And what Paul is talking about when he talks about joy in the book of Philippians is talking about a lifestyle. A lifestyle that is full of joy, uh, being joyful because uh, of something that is greater and above you and your circumstances. And that's what Paul is talking about when he says joy. And so the first app that we have is this rejoice in the Lord. Uh, we need to rejoice. And this is the secret to it because we need to rejoice in our lives uh, when things in our life might not seem to be going or they don't seem to show anything to be joyful about. You know, we're living 
Wow, the year 2020, right? That's all I need to say. Uh, it's been a very trying year. But in, in spite of all that, we can have joy. And that's what the Apostle Paul says. You know, we're, we're living at times and doesn't seem to, 2020 doesn't seem to have anything to be joyful about. Pandemics, racial tensions, civil unrest, and the list goes on and on. But we have to rejoice. And Paul says in chapter 4, verses, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. This particular version says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So we can rejoice in the nearness of God, in the nearness of Him to our life. We can rejoice in His faithfulness. We can rejoice in His promises. We can rejoice in His goodness. We can rejoice in His grace and mercy, all of which have helped us to become the people we are and is going to help us to become better persons than what we presently are. Rejoice in God, and this is what Paul is talking about. Rejoice in God because he cares about you and he cares about your needs and he fulfills them. He gives us everything we need. And you might ask yourself, you know, so yeah, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. But how do you do that? How, how do you, how do you rejoice when things seem to, to not be going your way? Well, app number two. You can get app number two. You know, download it to your life, have it in your mind, have it in your heart, have it in, in everything you do, and it's going to help you. App number two is have a positive mindset. Verse 8 of Philippians 4 starts and reads like this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. This is the Apostle Paul talking. Not easy all the time. But this is a nap. When smartphone phones first came out, uh, my kids uh, uh, for my birthday uh, gave me uh, a smartphone, and, and you know, at first all I could get were pictures of my ear. It's been a long struggle, and I've kind of learned how to use it. Kind of, uh, I'm not not very good at it, 
Paul says, you want to be uh, joyful? This is how you do it. You think about what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, you know, things that are uh, excellent and worthy of praise. Can you imagine if we all thought like that? You know, nobody would, uh, you wouldn't think badly, you know, you, you wouldn't uh, feel any animosity against anybody if we thought about this way. And, and so Paul tells us, everything you heard from me and you saw me doing, yeah, that's what you need to do. That's what we need to do. You know, Charles Stanley writes, we are the product of our thinking. So it is important we choose carefully where to focus our mental energy. Reprogramming the mind is a matter of choosing to believe and meditate upon God's truth. The way to strangle fleshly thoughts and attitudes is to pour scripture into the mind regularly and frequently. That's how to generate a mindset that is peaceful and tranquil. The world offers happiness, and the happiness that the world offers is mostly predicated on circumstances. Worldly happiness never brings peace of mind because as soon as the moment is gone, everything goes back to that dark, gray, gloomy mindset. And yet some seek happiness and therefore, you know, they're trying to find peace of mind in all the wrong places. Some of you may remember that old country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, let me tell you, some of us are looking for God in all the wrong ways and places. Have a positive mindset. You know, and we might say to ourselves, I don't know, that's too hard to do. Preacher, you're asking too much. Well, I'm not asking too much. God just wants to take care of us. And he's showing us the way through the Apostle Paul and his writings. And it's not hard. How can you do it then? App number three. Here's app number three. Be content. Verses 11b and following say, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is full with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little. Get this, verse 13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Wow. You know, so often this verse gets taken out of context, but that's okay. But Paul is saying we need to learn contentment. Contentment. That is a pretty big word. Content. Content means that whatever you are going through, whatever you have or don't have, you are content. 
you are okay, you are fine. The Bible means, when it uses the word content, a sense of having enough, being adequate, being satisfied. This is a funny story that I read years and years ago. Uh, an elder gentleman got up in a meeting once and he said that he had lived nearly all of his life in Grumble Street. But not long ago, he had moved over to Thanksgiving Parkway. Paul and Silas, they're there sitting in a jail at Philippi. They had been whipped severely on the back and had their feet locked in chains. And yet they were singing their hearts out, their lungs out in the middle of the night in prison. This is where that Philippians 4.13 chapter comes into play. If you notice, Paul is saying that he has been on both sides of life, with overabundance and with need. As he is writing this book to the Philippian church and telling them, you guys, just be joyful in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. And, and, and throughout the book, that is one of, that's his main thing, rejoice. And he's writing the book, sitting in a cold, damp cell in jail. He's been on both sides. He's telling his fellow Christians, rejoice in the Lord. And yes, the Apostle Paul says, you know, he, he, in verse 14, he says, you know, yeah, this imprisonment, this is my present difficulty. But he knows where his contentment is. And that is why he can say, you know, he said it in chapter 3, verse 14. Uh, he knows where his contentment is. He knows it's a hard, he's going through hard times. But he says in verse 3, chapter 14, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So when Paul talks about, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, he's talking about and in the context of having more than enough and having almost nothing or nothing, that whatever the circumstances God has put him in, God has always provided strength for him to continue pressing on. And that, brothers and sisters, what this is all about. And so I would like for you to give a like and a share to this rejoice in the Lord that that the Apostle Paul was was asking the Philippian church to be. And so, how can we go about doing this? Well, I would like to challenge you, to ask you, to uh, encourage you to do the following every day of the week, this week. Each day, write down three reasons why you can rejoice in the Lord. Different reasons each day. Three different reasons why you 
can rejoice in the Lord every day, all week. The other thing I would like to ask of you is, or encourage you to do, is to ask God to help you find contentment in your life.